What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Hey, Joey. There's Joey. <laughs> Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join me with my guys, Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Perfectly quaffed, per usual. Quaffed. Got the games out. Games. All games are out today. Games out. Warm. And our pal producer, Joey Spath, is on the controls. Mm, uh, y'all, this is a pre-recorded episode that we're dropping for y'all on Thursday. Because this time tomorrow, yes. Big Dave and I are going to be jetting out to Denver. Yes. Soak up some of those winning NBA vibes. Should be fun. It's been a minute since we've felt that kind of excitement. Yeah. NBA finals tip yeah. off kind of excitement. That's so true. we wanted to go over to Denver, catch up with our DNVR Nuggets crew, all of our DNVR fam, hang out with them, check out the DNVR bar, and uh, just soak those vibes up. So we wanted to make sure you guys still had an episode for today. So that's why we're doing this right now. That's it. Nothing else to add to that, but that's all that is. That's all it is. So we figured we'd do some more AMAs because we got plenty of questions from you guys out there in Bulls Nation. Appreciate everybody who threw us some questions, comments. Mm. We'll get to as many as we can. We're going to start out with a doozy. You ready for this one? No. This one comes from the Educator23 on Twitter. Shout out. Is AK bad at talent evaluation? Williams is already a mistake and nearly a bust. Damn. Damn. And Terry could have been Christian Brown or Hardy or almost anyone else. Why does he keep drafting young guys who've never played well in college almost anyone i i would amend and then i'll throw it to you guys it's kind of insulting to say patrick williams and dalen terry didn't play well in college dalen terry was a huge part of a pretty good arizona team really was and patrick williams even though he was a one and done freshman year guy who didn't start played a big role on a really good florida state team it's the reason he was one so that i don't agree with but i do think it's a fair question to ask generally speaking dave i know you're going to disagree with his take on dalen terry well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, absolutely. I'm going to disagree with it. It's hard for me to assess what Dalen Terry, uh, because I haven't seen him play. Like, so it's hard for me to just sit there and say he's, you know, bad at you know evaluating talent because of Dalen Terry. No, um, I think Dalen Terry can play, and hopefully we get to see it uh, next season. But that's another story. Uh, is he bad at evaluating talent? Uh, I'm gonna say no, but I think the question is fair. Uh, when you haven't seen it for the years that he's a couple of years that he's been here, you're looking for a splash, especially when you're drafting at the number four. They want a splash in Patrick Williams. They want it, and they want it now. And they're looking around the league, and they're like, these guys are doing it now. Jalen Williams is doing it now. You know, how come these guys aren't doing it now? Well, everybody isn't like that. Some people, it takes time to grow and takes time to get into. Um, that's the only part I, I kind of disagree with is I'd rather have a little more patience and see what these guys become. I always give guys a little more time to figure out who they are. Uh, some guys I just know you can just look and tell and say, well, he's not going to be this. Like, you know, you just know it. Some guys just know. But overall, it's a fair question, but I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think there are guys where it's like this is going to be an obvious hit. Like you don't have to think about whether or not Victor Banyama is going to be right. a stud. Right. But outside of that, you're kind of just looking for like – basketball traits that you want to invest in and guys have drawbacks guys have flaws but for Patrick at least it was at a time when the Bulls were still in uh, grassroots like build from the ground up mode they saw and identified a player who 
is a big wing, six seven, six eight, good athlete, good touch, um, super young at that time, and still is obviously, but it just hasn't really worked out in the sense that the development I think has been mm-hmm. what has lacked. Same for Dalen Terry. He averaged six points a game in college, eight points his sophomore year after mm-hmm. he was drafted. Like he's not a scorer, but that doesn't make him a bad player or a miss. Right. There are guys that I think come in and contribute at a high level. Walker Kessler being a great example. who was drafted Ranger. in the mid twenties being one of the best rim protectors in the league last year. So that happens. Um, and I get that it's frustrating that that hasn't happened for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the bigger question is like, has he identified the right traits to go after? And yeah. the fact that we're drafting year after year guys that can't shoot is maybe an indicator that like shooting isn't important to AK or that he feels like he can develop that, but the development part hasn't been there. So I think it's more like drafting is a crapshoot, right? Like mm-hmm. these guys develop at different rates. We don't know who's going to be who. We don't know what's what. Um, a lot of times you're investing in a person that you like or a skill set that you like, but obviously you'd, you'd like to see more hits, but yeah. And I'd say also to his point and Matt's not going to like this at all, but I would say also, uh, to his point, you look at the previous regime, you look at what Gar Pax was doing when they were drafted. I've always felt that's where they were strongest at was the draft. They drafted a lot of great talent that came in and immediately impacted and immediately did something when he walked out there on the floor. Yeah. So I think he's just used to seeing that kind of thing and, you know, not having to wait three, four years. But but at on. the same time, they had a lot of misses too. No, tons. Yeah. That's yeah, just tons. how it goes. Tons. It's very and difficult to hit on every pick. Tons. Whereas you might say, okay, they've been on the job far fewer years sure. than Gar Packs. Let's keep that in mind mm-hmm. always. Oh, my God. Um those he won't go like it. <laughs> Bulls fans who are already skeptical of AK and Eversley and their scouting department's talent evaluation skills might say, well, where's the hit? As you said, the, you know, the previous regime had hits and misses. Nobody bats a thousand in the draft. As you said, Will, it's a crapshoot. Where are the hits? Well, after his rookie year, you could have very easily made the argument, uh, Io Desumu's second round pick, that's a hit. He struggled in year two. Yeah. Not to say that Io can't bounce back from a rough sophomore season. A lot of NBA players have them. Sure. And find himself a solid role in the NBA. Um, you can still make the argument that that was a hit as far as getting value as in a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. But you can make the argument just as easily that Marco Simonovic, speaking of second-round picks, mm-hmm. unplayable. According <laughs> to Billy Donovan, at least, unplayable. Yeah. And... By all accounts, as much as we like to cheer on the Windy City Bulls and keep an eye on some of the talent that's developing there, him getting 20-some points and double-digit rebounds in Windy City Bulls games is not the why don't we get Marco Hours on the real team argument that I think some Bulls fans think it is. Mm. The thing about talent evaluation, and I agree with what you said, Will, is I don't think that they are bad at finding talent because I think Patrick Williams is talented as hell. Yeah. Now, does part of talent evaluation include knowing whether or not some player has the it factor, the drive, the motor, whatever you, whichever way you want to describe it? Because maybe that is what people think is holding Patrick Williams back right now. I still tend to say role on team and needing a better role and a higher role on team for, for us to see Pat bring that out of himself. But mm-hmm. they certainly saw Patrick Williams' talent. It's there. Yeah. They can find talent. They can see talent. Yeah. Um, but I think also, like, you look at Patrick in comparison to Dalen, maybe they felt like they had to over-index on, like, dog in him, you know, quality, because Patrick 
doesn't really have that by going and getting a guy who doesn't necessarily have like the skill that Patrick has, but so you're has saying that D- dog Dalen's like Don't got a little bit of the goon high motor stuff was an overcorrection to drafting Pat, who seems to exactly. be lacking in that area. The other thing is in trading away a bunch of future draft picks, I do think that says something about how you view the value of draft picks. Um, James Jones gotten kind of like a lot of trouble for saying that about the Suns that they didn't really value draft picks that they mm-hmm. would rather um, try to find guys as free agents or in trades. They obviously did a great job drafting Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, but I do think that says something about the way that he views talent in that sense. But then you have to also consider the talent that he's brought in via trade and via free agency. Clearly hit on Lonzo before yeah. the injuries. Clearly hit on Caruso. Vooch, yeah. um, again, maybe an overpay, but uh, he obviously like has a formula for how he wants to play basketball, and I think he's looking for guys that fit that formula more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um. I, it, it is a fair question at this point because you're frustrated wanting to have seen more from Pat through three years, even with mostly missing his second season with an injury, and Dalen not getting much of any uh, look in Billy's rotation as uh, his rookie year came to a close. I get it. I think it's too early to say conclusively yeah. that AK can't scout talent, yeah. that he can't identify talent. Yeah, just like um, the talent, he needs more time. Uh, and, you know, as of right now, we might not get an, our next chance at seeing if he can spot talent in the draft until 2024. Yeah. Unless the Bulls make a move between now and draft night to get back into this draft. Yeah, true indeed. Good point. Um, sort of on a, a somewhat related note, I wanted to also touch on this. Uh, and it comes to us from our guy, Easy, over in France. Shout out, Easy. My guy. Um, who said, don't you think the Bulls can make a fast rebuild if the Bulls only had the guts to do it. Caruso, DeRozan, and Levine won't ever have this value again. The last time we didn't have this kind of value, except Jimmy. Go for it and be smart. Mm. Thoughts? That's been my argument for a while now. Is like this rebuild doesn't have to be as painful because you have assets that you can flip that set you up better than the last time. One of the more difficult pills to swallow about the Jimmy trade was that they didn't get any pick compensation they moved mm-hmm. up in the draft they gave their pick at 16 to minnesota and they didn't get mm-hmm. any future first round picks if you don't do that you basically are committing to the value of your own draft pick driving the value of the trade and i don't think that you you look at the thunder the rockets the nets um, all these teams that are acquiring a ton of draft picks are also betting on other teams to fail not just for them to be bad during the short term so mm-hmm. um i think they could accumulate a ton of picks just the way that the marketplace works right now you get multiple years worth of draft draft picks for zach tamar maybe caruso and some young players in there as well your team starts to go the other direction the value of your own pick improves but it's not just relying on that it's mm-hmm. getting in um basically multiple sources of income right mm-hmm. you're looking at can this team suffer and, and we benefit? Uh, can we get a young player here? Can we hit on the draft? So you, you just have to look at it from a more holistic approach. And I do think if they did a good job, and it goes back to what we were just talking about, hitting on draft picks, identifying talent, and actually getting guys and developing them, you have to do that part of it too. But you mm-hmm. need to set yourself up to have a lot of bites at the apple. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, one, I've been saying Trey Caruso for a while. Like I keep saying you know, he's rims on a car. Um, because, yeah, he's a luxury, and I'm okay with training him. And now with him being first-team all-defense, I don't think his value will be any higher at any time. Like, it's super high right now. So, yeah, I would have been definitely make that move for him. Also for DeMar, I'm okay with making that trade as well. So could it rebound? Could it be quick? Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, 
everything's a kind of a crapshoot, but you can, like Will said, you can definitely set yourself up something sweet and nice, you know, because you have some actual assets on your team that you can give away and still keep some that you have, like Zach Levine. And obviously, clearly, you're trying to sign Vooch. And and then, obviously, you'll, you'll have to depend on the younger guys there, like a Daylin, like a Cody and uh, – like Kobe, excuse me, or and a um, Justin Lewis and those kind of guys to see what they can pan out to be. I love yeah. that you're on the Justin Lewis back. Dude, you know, we was there on Summer League, love brother. It. I was with you then. I was with you then. I think he's a player. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if they still make those moves because in my head, these are moves that can still be made. Right. And for me, that's – acceptable rebuilding things. You know what I mean? It's not a complete tear down to the studs right. kind of situation. Um, appreciate uh, the question, Easy. I think it's uh, a good one. And again, I think Bulls fans get terrified when they hear that word rebuild or mm-hmm. the phrase blow it up because we still remember, it's fresh in our minds, the four or five years that happened post-Jimmy and yeah. how dark and painful those <laughs> were to live through. We don't want to go through that again. <laughs> but if you add yeah. a solid haul in trading any and all of these guys that make up your current core with young talent that's shown elsewhere in the league that they can play and they can play now, it does not have to be the same kind of rebuild where you're languishing season after season after season and then whamming your head against the wall when you end up seventh in the lottery again. Whammy! Let's not do that. Whammy! Uh, All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll dive into more AMAs, including one from our pal Jamal from Bulls Central and at local Bulls fan. Mm. Uh, while we're doing that, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching along on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Dave, who's up first? Ow. Pins and Aces is up first because they're an official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. So, you know, Will Gottlieb is going to look amazing when he puts that gear on. And you're going to love your Pins and Aces because he gets tons of compliments when he put it on because he got the gams out and he's going to hit that ball far and look awesome doing it. They're far a family away owned. from the fairway. <laughs> this in itself. That means he's good, ladies and gentlemen. Well, in our opinion. They are family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even that awesome Matt Peck beer sleeve. Mm. That innovative product that allows you to store seven beers, or as Matt says, six, six are in a roadie. Six are in a roadie. That's where it is. Yes. Right inside your golf bag and keep them drinks frosty cold the entire round. So check out pensandaces.com. Use the code CHGO and receive 15% off your first order and get yourself some free shipping while you're at it. Because it's pins and aces. When you play good, when you look good, you play good. When you play good, it's all good. All good. Shirtless one in the house. Woo woo. <laughs> Today's episode also brought to you by. Our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Woo! Sunnyside is your home. Joey's Joey's excited. Joey's your Joey's your home. So Sunnyside is your home <laughs> your for home. judgment-free cannabis shopping. My home is also your home for that. Not shopping. But there you go. In consu- Joey giving you guys a Mikasa Sukasa, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. One-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Mm. They offer easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program. They call it Sunnyside Rewards. Try all of their different products. They got flour. They got tinctures. They've got gummies and all kinds of edibles. Shout out to Good News Gummies. They are my favorite. I love those. You can get them at the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensaries. So head to (laughs) sunnyside.shop. Do some shopping online and use promo code CHGO25 for 25% off your total order at checkout for everything you need mm. to elevate your summer. Free my summer is here, Chicago. 
Summer is here. Mm-hmm. So, sunnyside.shop, promo code CHGO25 for 25% off your total order at checkout. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois Med card holder. Sunnyside. Sunnyside. I live on a street called Sunnyside at home. Did you guys see the uh, our social media team crew, uh, Casey and Emma and Scott, who mm-hmm. did the, the two ballpark challenge today? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, rewarded themselves and celebrated by stopping by the sunny side in Wrigleyville Ooh. after making it they you know so they're trying to do three innings at each ballpark uh-huh. beer and a dog at each ballpark mm-hmm. they made it to Wrigley top of the seventh made okay. it in time for the seventh inning stretch good and watched that dramatic finish of Wrigley sadly the Cubs came out on the losing end but sorry Cody and then it was like well how do you make yourself feel better and keep those summer vibes going after hey. a tough Cubs L stop by your local sunny side dispensary there it is all right guys keeping things rolling jamal from bull central shout out to you buddy shout out always a pleasure uh asks us how much would you be willing to give up for that third pick in the draft assuming the blazers are still looking to ship it out i think basically the the real question there is are you willing to send zach and or damar in a trade that nets you a top three pick in this draft class that's the question I would do it for Scoot. I don't think I would do it for Brandon Miller. I would consider it for a Men Thompson, but that would be risky. Um, If Scoot was there, I would do it. Brandon Miller, I think he has a high floor as a very high-end role player, but Mm -hmm. I don't see A1 star potential the way that I do Scoot. Um, So I feel like if you're getting a guy who can be the face of the franchise moving forward, who can be your point guard of the future mm-hmm. I, I think scoot is going to be that guy wherever he goes mm-hmm. and that's kind of the the asking price that i'd be looking at do you think what's the likelihood you think he'll be there though well all the buzz right now is that charlotte's going to look at brandon miller at two he fits better alongside Lamelo ball okay maybe some questions about the backcourt fit with scoot and mellow i don't really see it i feel like those guys could coexist and we have no idea what charlotte's actually going to do mm-hmm. but that's kind of why I've been thinking we're not going to see anything with that third pick until the Blazers are on the clock, until okay. they know who is available at three, okay. um, because that really changes what they'll be able to get with that pick, because I think most teams would agree that Scoot is really that yeah. dude. But but to to, your, to the point we were making earlier, he, he is another guy that can't shoot. So, Scoot? Yeah. Well, he is not a shooter, that is correct, but he is a – I think having non-shooters – as a primary ball handler is one thing. Having non-shooters as guys who are supposed to space the floor and shoot is another thing. (laughs) So (laughs) Scoot can get to the rim at will. He's got a stop on a dime, money jump shot from the elbow. Yeah, he does have a nice mid-range game. Mm -hmm. Great mid-range game, phenomenal uh, passer and facilitator. Mm -hmm. He's explosive athlete, gets to the rim, gets the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is athletic enough to make teams pay for going under because they'll still be able to get to the rim. Sure. And he's also just like in the film that I've watched, a true like commander. Mm-hmm. He's a true leader. He is like calm and poised the way that I see out of Damian Lillard. He's, I just think he's going to be a star, and okay. that's the kind of guy I'd be looking at. Well, yeah, well, those are the, thing, the traits that the Bulls are lacking uh, in, in certain aspects. Not even the game I'm talking about. I'm just talking about leadership yeah. and controlling the team and the roster. And as you know, point guard is my favorite position. So it's, it's a lot more Scoot Harrison I got to go watch, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to feel uh, what you and Joey feel uh, about him. But from the clips I've seen of him, everything you've said is correct, especially that pull-up mid-range. I, I was like, Money. yeah, that's wet. Um, go look at his build, too. 
He just yeah, looks no, no, no. like he's physically coming he in is. with a with a body type that just yeah. looks like he's and ready. That he looks like he's he looks yeah. like an edge rusher. It's yeah. crazy. It looks it's like an crazy. edge rusher. Yes. So yeah, um, would I do it? Sure. Yeah, I'm okay with doing it, only because uh, we've been, we've seen what we've seen for so many years. Yeah, I'm okay with moving on and starting over with what I think is the quarterback uh, in the NBA, and that's a point guard, and it's a position we haven't gotten right since Derrick Rose. So and I'm I, okay with just starting it over and let, allowing him to lead. I think for me, the difference between Scoot and Brandon Miller is that I think Brandon Miller might struggle at the NBA level to be like a shot creator. Mm-hmm. He's a really good floor spacer, um, can shoot off the catch, off the move, can get into like a step back game a little bit, uh, but struggles to get all the way downhill. I'm just not sure you can run an offense through him. Amen Thompson, even worse of a shooter than Scoot, but is a more explosive athlete, can mm-hmm. get to the rim at will. Um, incredible passer, probably the best passer in this class. Mm. Great defensive player, six seven point guard. Um, just going to be super explosive. Yeah, the buzz I've heard about a man is like people think he next year could be the most athletic perimeter player yeah. in the NBA mm-hmm. year one. His, his highlight package is insane. Very raw, but the athleticism is like 99.9th percentile. Comparing him to like a 6'7 John Morant, if that matters to you. Oof, it matters. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's going he's a solid be, athlete. He's going to be great, but I think the questions about him are more can he – can he actually do that at the NBA level? How do you compare overtime elite to the G League Ignite? Mm-hmm. What, what is that really? Um, what, what competition level is that? And how does that compare? And then, um, yeah, is, he, is his ability to get all the way to the rim and be a shot creator going to also work at the NBA level? I think that, that's a question. Mm. But I would, if I'm swinging for the fences, I'd go a man over Brandon Miller for yeah, sure. Scooby is a six two with a wingspan of six nine. He's a freak. That's, that's insane. That's what, that's <laughs> that's what I'm talking insane. about. Insane. And like the Old way Ross that he use that. Yeah. We can do like a whole fan. draft breakdown at some point. But watching those first two games that they played against Victor Wembanyama, mm. he was attacking Wembanyama yeah, yeah. at the rim. I remember that like game. Finishing mm-hmm. over the top. Um, yeah, he didn't incredible. give a damn. But that's the other part of Scoot's game is like, and it's harder to quantify, but. He takes Peck a doesn't like that phrase, but he is 100% dog in him. Yeah. Like, he is not afraid. To say goon. He's a goon. That's <laughs> a goon. Yeah, I forgot. You know, he it's is, been a man. while since the regular season, you know, yeah. since playing lost. I understand. <laughs> but that, it, like, he is 100% goon. Yeah, you can see it. Like, and that's the game I saw, and, and that's what it was. You could see he took that personally. Like, I don't give a damn about mm-hmm. Victor Wimbanyama, dog. Y'all should be looking at me. And I like stuff like that. That's, that's all gooned up. With talent, too? Yeah, that's good. Six nine wingspan. That's insane. My I like short Brandon. answer to that question: Yes, I would be willing to give up basically anything to get into the top three because it would signify the Bulls recognizing they need to make a strong turn and making that strong turn. Um, Me too. Moving on, at local Bulls fan asks: In a perfect hypothetical world, ooh, ooh, don't say that phrase to me. Uh, <laughs> what move would you guys make to save the Bulls next season? Well, y'all know what Training my one skate. A is. <laughs> Um, I was just about to say that. Like, wouldn't that be the one thing? Like, trading for Scoot? Like, trading for Scoot. Wouldn't uh, that be it? That would be. You know what else would be in that top tier of ideal offseason moves that, that I know isn't going to happen? Go get Fred VanVleet. Mm. I want Fred VanVleet. You want Fred? I want him. Want He's him got there. a player option. He does. For his final year in Toronto, um, which is only like $22 million, And just go get him. 
sign okay. and trade or if yeah. he turns that down because he, he can get more money on a new multi-year deal. And I, guess what? I know that that means going into the tax. You said a perfect hypothetical world. That's what you said. In this perfect hypothetical world, mm -hmm. the people who own this organization worth damn near $5 billion will pay the damn luxury tax to add talent to a team to try and help them win and compete at a high level. <laughs> oh, the recovery on that, ladies and gentlemen, was spectacular. Almost went back. Almost went back, but the rage allowed him to hold on to that and throw that joint up there. It is the offseason, and he's tossing hats. It's never the, In a hypothetical, he is tossing hats. Never let go of the rage. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I'm agreeing with I think that's the move you do. Like, if that, that would signal, like, okay, we starting over. That would signal, okay, we're bringing in some real talent right here. And we're bringing in a guy who – as Will said, is a can be a leader for your team. And well, when you're putting it all on his back that way, and a guy who's willing to carry it and wants to carry it and has that goon, which I love, deep inside him with a 6'9", god dang wingspan. That's insane. So, yeah, that, that would be the move I, I think you'll make. I don't think there's any super trade I can really think of to get on here. Plus, the people I want to trade for, Matt does not want. So, And if you're yeah. talking about, like, a rebuild or a teardown, LeBron James. you're going after, hopefully, getting a guy – that is like Scoot. Yeah. So if you're going to reset, go get that franchise guy that you can have for 10, 12, 15 years and be the face of your franchise. Yeah. Face of the franchise, man. Something wrong with me. You know what this reminds me of? And this is just an old school reference here. But it reminds me, this will remind me of something of Reggie Theus before they got Michael Jordan. That's what it reminds mm, me yeah. of. Like, Zach, like Reggie Theus was dope. You know what I mean? The great player uh, for the Chicago Bulls. But when... You know, Mike came in, you're like, okay, well, come on, dog. We got to mm -hmm. start over. You know what I'm saying? Let's build around this. So it would kind of signal that kind of thing to me. Um, not saying you all know I love Zach. He's amazing, mm -hmm. dog. But, yeah, generational talent is generational talent, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you, local Bulls fan, for the question. We will uh, get to a couple more coming up after this last break to round out our AMA episode round for the day. Out. While we're doing that, hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Thank you. It's right there. We appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. Thank you. Big Dave, who's up? Foco! Foco! Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Where you get that from? I just said to you. Foco! Them hoodies, them shoes, them signs, them bobbleheads, and everything in between. It twicks. Mm, it's spring. It's baseball season. So guess what? You got to be out there. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, Everything you need for a game. When they say bags, they talking about the bags that for the, for the bag toss, right? I, or, or tote bags. Yeah, that's why I was just trying to figure out which one. Okay, I'm gonna assume it's the bag toss right there. That's my assumption right there. They playing bag toss at, at baseball games? They doing that? Uh, if it's a ballpark that has tailgating options, yeah. then yeah, like you know, I'm guessing White Sox uh, folk when they're doing Sox tailgates will just that's bring true. their bags boards to the parking lot. That is very true. You're right. And they they're, I'm pretty sure that. they do also have sets in that Gallagher Way Park at Wrigley now. Okay, that people can just play if they're hanging out there. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, then get them bags from FOCO. That's what you do. And, of course, set decorations set up. FOCO showing us love right here. All kinds of love is what they do. So show them some as well, y'all. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link below in the description if you don't go to the site. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO and get yourself 10% off because it's FOCO. FOCO. Sure. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings! Join the NBA Finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA Hour, official betting partner at CHGO. New customers can bet 
uh, just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with those DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Mm-hmm. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code CHGO. Again, new customers can place a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Are you on the Nuggets? Are you on the Heat? Pick a side. Who's winning NBA Finals MVP? Pick a side. Pick a player and place those bets at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, 800-327-5050, or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino and Resort, 21 and over in most eligible states. 21. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg uh, required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and de- uh, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash Basketball terms. Uh, all right. Next up, at Man Eater Pug. Wow. All have right. you ever seen a pug I successfully a consume pug. a human being? On uh, Men in Black. <laughs> Maybe that's Does he place. eat somebody? Uh, the, the, the little talking pug in Men in Black? Yeah. No, he just talks a lot and stuff, man. He doesn't really eat anyone. No. Uh, Dennis Robin gets a shout out. In that OG first Men in Black movie. He does get the shout out. When, in, in one of the scenes with yes, the dog. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I knew it. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, man eater pug asks, what are your favorite non-sports related things about Chicago? Oh, man. Favorite non-sports related things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the people. You, the people. The people. Uh, the people are awesome. The food, of course, is, food is, is amazing in Chicago. Summertime in Chicago mm. is just an amazing time. Mm. I like I like the fall personally. I think the fall is the best in mm. Chicago, man. Because you got the sports hoodie going weather. on, but the hoodie weather, the Leaves option crunching. weather. That's what I call it option weather because you can wear shorts with the hoodie. Yeah. You all know I'm rocking mm. a pair of these right here. That doesn't stop you from That's wearing shorts and a hoodie every single day in That's the winter fair. and summer. You wear shorts and a hoodie fair. 365. That's fair. But it, to be fair, <laughs> 320. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes you just shed the hoodie. Yeah, that's because it's wintertime. <laughs> so, yeah, about 320, 300. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I would also add the lakefront on the, in the summer. Yes. Mm. Just walking. Yeah, man. Lakefront. Oh, it's so nice. It's, it is nice. doing. Yeah. And it's so many places. Like, there's something different on every single block. You know, like, it's, it's so dope. Like, everybody's next to each other kind of in, in certain areas, but everything is different on every single block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood and fests. I yes. Think you got oh, a good sense God. of that. Street God. fests. Oh, Street my God. Uh, Chosen Chicago Few Fest. Picnic. Burger Fest. Uh, the High Park Festival going on. Uh Oh, it's so many things. Museum of Science and Industry is mm-hmm. always awesome. Uh, the Obama Library is co- is going up as well. Um, it's it's no, it's just a ton of things. Music, there's just tons and tons of music yeah. here in Chicago, man. Music concerts at Northerly Island. Oh my always goodness, near man. the top of my list. Yeah, there are so many. Just art Institute. Dope. I was just about to say Art Institute. Art yeah. Institute never like I I'm never bored if I'm yeah. at the Art Institute. You and can, a ton, you can go a million times. A ton of like real dope underground bars that I will not name because they won't remain underground <laughs> anymore. But there's I thought, a ton I we of those were spots. In, in the trust tree, are we not? They can't remain underground if I don't tell Yeah. Everybody's got their local dives that are undiscovered the dives best. still. Oh. And you got to keep those, those secrets. To your heart. Keep it secret. You know? Keep it safe. They're yours. They're um, yours. But yes, you mentioned food. Uh, steakhouses, Italian beef sandwiches, tacos. Tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza, obviously. Pizza, obviously. I'm just, yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, it's, it's so many wonderful things about the city man and 
everything could be different. You could be a different thing every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can travel the world through your stomach <laughs> in like, Chicago. I want to cut that. What is your favorite part of Chicago that's not the sports? And then Pat goes, steakhouses, Italian beef sandwiches. Dave goes, tacos. <laughs> that's the final answer. Food. That's it. Food. Chicagoans love food. People and food. Except for this one who doesn't let himself eat anything tasty. <laughs> I eat tons and tons of tasty, <laughs> awesome, awesome morsels. That's amazing. Morsels. Morsels. Just craving. But it's up. Joey, what's your favorite thing about Chicago, sir? Um, you know, I just like I, I like how uh, you know I went to school in Austin, and so there's less appreciation for the summer weather because it's just nicer for more of the year. So I, I do like you know when you get when the weather finally starts to change, you could really feel like you know the the vibes of the whole city lifting up. You know, even like you know the last couple of days, just walking out back to your car from from here from mm-hmm. the studio, like it's just a good feeling. Sun's out a little bit later. It stays light out. It's just nice. It is. It's like animals feeling, coming out of you know? hibernation this just time that, of year that in Chicago. that feeling, summertime that feeling. Chicago. And just it's, a yeah. feeling. people are just happy. Yeah. I mean, Chicagoans, by and large, kind of like that Midwest friendliness to them, for sure. <laughs> like, we are a friendly people. Uh, and that's one of the, my favorite things about Chicago, it's is true. people are friendly. But May in Chicago? Yeah. Man, a stranger in Chicago on a gorgeous day like today in late oh, May, heading beautiful. into June, will not only give you the shirt off their back, they will give you the skin off their back Damn, if you ask them to. Man, I don't want you to I do would that. not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to need you do not, not to ask do me that. for my skin. Guys, just, you're going to need your skin. I'm just saying. If you ask would. Will for his skin, he will call the authorities. We'll <laughs> <laughs> just tell you like that. And he'd be right, too. But I understand your point. <laughs> Can I get your skin? <laughs> now, I'm imagining it like <laughs> some guys like, hey, Excuse me, sir. Peck, can I have your shirt? My shirt? Take my skin. Take my skin. And he's just walking would, around like. I would like to keep my shirt. As a bunch of muscle. But you like, can't have my skin. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's a beautiful city. I um, love it. I love being from here. I love talking about it. Eating and best. drinking on patios of restaurants, yeah. decks yeah. of restaurants and bars, and rooftops. Chicago rooftops. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah, the rooftop. Chicago Chicago hanging rooftop. on the rooftop yeah. in That's Chicago. True. That's a great point. Chicago has rooftops. Awesome things. Uh, you know what? And shout out to the shirtless wonder because I just noticed. Oh, he is fully reclined. He is fully reclined in his, in his seat. But I just noticed the man has lights up around, <laughs> around his patio out here where he's hanging out, man. He's got lights around it. Ooh. I never noticed that before. Respect. Respect to him. He, he understands. Know, I think that's one of those zero gravity chairs that he's reclining Ooh, in right now. That's why now. he sits in it all the time. Yeah, it's just fully reclined. Yeah. He's just coasting. It's wild. He's out for five minutes and then goes back in. Like, it's just. Beautiful. It, that's why he's the wonder. It's the beautiful. shirtless wonder. Shout out Lady Wonder. We can't wait to see you again. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Salim from Bulls Gold Pod. Dream. Asks, what's a really good show you guys are watching right now? Or, if not a show, what's a good book you're reading? What are they about without giving away spoilers? I am oh, not man. caught up on Succession. Not caught up on the last season of Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. So, but I have, I, I I have am to watch those the, shows. I have to watch the last episode of Ted Lasso. There's a, it the final episode today, was, right? was last night. Or yeah, okay. yeah. The very last episode of the whole series. The whole shebang. And the last season has been phenomenal. Really enjoyed it. It's been it's been dramatic, funny, but like very touching and a lot of good character development. One of my favorite shows ever, for sure. That's what honestly, a lot of people say. Yeah. really like it. My pitch for it is like, hey, you want to feel good on the inside after you watch this? 
watch this show. Like, just mm-hmm. you just feel good after watching. So Spath is pitch. Yep. Summer Joey and pitch. Ted Lasso got Joey in a good mood. Yeah. It's really Joey pitch count. It's a good show. Joey pitch count. <laughs> can't, can't say enough good things about Ted Lasso. It's really good. It is a very good show. Okay. Um, well, Succession. I'm on the last season right now. About the fifth episode of that. Uh, watching the second season of uh, X Hunters on Amazon Prime, which Al Pacino. Uh, X Hunters? Yeah, it's a show about. Uh, they're like PIs hunting down people's ex significant they're hun- others? They're, no, they're hunting. This is based in the 70s, and they're actually hunting down ex Nazis. Oh. It's like a group of uh, Jewish people. Well, actually, it's not just a group of Jewish people, it's um, Jewish people, it's uh, some uh, Asian. Uh, a couple of black people, but yeah, just a band, a, a whole rainbow coalition of people uh, band together that. and they hunt down and murder Nazis and they go find uh, Hitler because in, in this reality, Hitler is still alive. And oh, okay. So they're going this to sounds sort of down. like Inglorious Bastards. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Gotcha. Exactly what it is. Okay. And it's entertaining. That's the best way I can put it to you. It's, it's very entertaining. I'm on the last episode of season two. I don't know if it'll be a season three, but. It's, it's damn sure entertaining, man. I could definitely say that about it. So. And the legend Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Uh, I, I man, saw Power. Shout out. Since to Power. this is a, a basketball podcast, I did see this book that I was. I saw it a couple of times on Twitter. Spaced out, how the NBA's three point revolution changed everything you know about basketball. So that's something that's on my list by Mike. Mike. Yeah, it just uh, I read like a couple of the blurbs that they had, like you could preview, and it just it has some really you know. Just breaks down some of the newer defensive mm-hmm. coverages, some of the terminology, and right. it was honestly just an interesting... Super smart guy. Yeah, so I, that was on my short list for the summer. Hmm, listen, as far as books, uh, oh, the autobiography of Duke Ellington, I'm in the middle of, so I'm reading that. Ooh. I like autobiographies. That's probably a pretty interesting read. Yeah, yeah, I like autobiographies a lot. Those are my favorite things. I read. just finally finished the one on uh, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, yes. uh, Civil War General mm-hmm. slash President, by the same author who did that Hamilton book. Oh, that inspired okay. Lin Manuel to make Hamilton the musical. Nice. It Very took cool. me a freaking lifetime. So <laughs> book this freaking fat. It's like, you're but, so large. But, uh, fascinating. Yeah. I'm. I love reading books about history, like historic figures. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. Go. Nope. Um, just finished Succession. That was awesome. Highly recommend you guys finish. I'm on my way. Um, I also just watched another HBO show called Love and Death. Yeah, I heard about it with, uh, with uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Mm-hmm. It was. Interesting, kind of weird. Okay. Pretty weird. Okay. <laughs> um, but good. Strange, strange story. Okay. Uh, like based on a true crime um, story from the 70s. Oh, Barry. I'm finishing up Barry. Barry, oh, I, I got to gotta go back and finish yeah. that. I need to catch up on the last on season, season of Barry. I haven't started season, what is three. it, season four? Yeah, it's four seasons of it. Or maybe it's five, and I just don't know. But I know it just ended, whatever it is. Yeah, it just the, ended. the most recent season I got to catch okay, up on. Okay, yeah. I'm on season three. That's where I'm at right now. So it's a three I, and a four. I, I think I, I finished season three. Is four the new one? Four is and the, the new final one? Yeah. I believe so. I believe okay, four yeah. is the new and the, and the final one. So, so yeah, catching up on, on those. It's a bunch of other shows that I'm just not. Too many Remember shows, too many books, not enough time. Yeah, Dave, yeah. should I watch Snowfall? You watch oh Snowfall, right? Oh, my God, right? look, Snow, look. Snowfall is one of the greatest shows that's ever been created on television. I saw people debating Fuck. it like, and putting it side by side with The Wire. Yeah, I did see that, too. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't like what people are doing. It's more Breaking Bad than it is The Wire. Okay. It really is. And I thought Breaking Bad was the greatest show ever created. It's and great. I still think that. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the first three seasons, it was, it was that and Breaking Bad. For the first three Maybe four. It was right there, dog. It's the most... The last season and how it ended was the most realistic portrayal of what drugs did to people in the black community. 
it it was completely honest. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It didn't. It wasn't no superhero shit. Right. You know what I mean? No, everybody just turned into Dom Toretto, and it's just a super you know drug dealer. No, bro, it showed you the effects and what it does and how it affected every single person, including the person who's actually uh, making profit from it. So it it did a tremendous job of that, man. That yes, watch that show. Excellent uh, show. That's excellent. I wanted to ask because I know that you had good things to say. But yeah, it no, seems like everybody excellent. who had watched it. Yeah, had bro. Just rave reviews. It's worth your time. And they do it and it's from John Singleton, uh, who who passed away, uh, rest in peace to him. They did they did a great job of because uh, he passed before it finished. And they did a great job of just honoring him throughout those last two seasons, just putting, you know, little nuggets in there, showing, you know, just little nuggets yeah. in there about him. You That's know what I mean? Cool. That was really, really cool. You know what I mean? So no, they did a f- great job. Great, great job on that show. Great job. It's worth your time, Joe. Um, all right. Thank you for all the questions, everybody. We'll continue to do some fun AMA episodes throughout the off season. You can always hit us up, uh, CHO underscore bulls on Twitter. Um, we got to go do a live show now. Yeah. So, uh, you can find us there. Will, uh, and our guy Mark A will have a fresh HQ for you guys Friday to round out the week. Uh, we're going to go hang out in Denver with some people watching the finals, yeah, cheering right. on their Denver Nuggets, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about how those finals are going yeah, yeah. next week. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, live show here coming up next. Um, in the meantime, Joey's at Joey's Path is Will underscore Gottlieb. Big day. Bow. Bow. BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Peck. Talk to you soon. See you right. Be good. Exactly.